The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Recruiting Podcast, presented by 24-7 Sports. And it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here are your hosts, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald, and GoPowerCat.com's Riley Gates. Welcome to this special recruiting edition of the PowerCat podcast. Tim Fitzgerald and Riley Gates in the WTC gig-powered studios. Kansas State basketball has its big man for the 2020 class as Davion Bradford has announced his commitment seven feet 250 out of St. Louis, Melville High School. Riley, K-State goes back into St. Louis and gets a big man. Isn't this what we've been asking for for a year now, yeah. two years now? Go recruit a true big, not not a six foot eight, six foot seven guy that, you know, they might be fine, but, you know, you want a true big. You want a rim protector. You want the shot blocker, and, and that's exactly what they got here in Davian Bradford, and it's... It's a heck of a get. I mean, I honestly, I, I thought it was starting to trend away. I mean, I knew they were still in the picture, but I just, I didn't feel confident um, for a while. I thought he had better relationships at Missouri than he had at K-State and um, just didn't feel all that good. But it sounds like K-State's really put in a lot of work um, lately in the last few weeks. He went to KU for late night. He went to Missouri before that. And obviously K-State was the first official visit he took and, yeah, Chris Lowry and, and Bruce Weber, and I think honestly, you know, Jermaine Henderson, some to an extent as well, has have really all done some some awesome work here and and secured this commitment. He was considering K State, Missouri, Arizona State, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas was in there, but you know what? It's hard to tell from his film. Let's be honest here. He's a seven footer. He's playing high school basketball against less than seven footers, and he dunks a lot on his video you don't get to see him run you don't get to see him shoot anything outside of four feet except for one free throw that looks fine i hate recruiting videos like this <laughs> i hate them show me something particularly for a big man because what you just showed isn't going to pick him up an offer why did k-state offer this guy why is he different right no and i think that that's the that's what you have to like kind of toy the line with you know it's like okay well yeah cool he can dunk can he do other things and a lot of times you want to look at the stats. And if you go out to D1 Circuit, which is the website that kind of tracks the EYBL um, summer AAU, you're not going to be blown away by the numbers he put up this summer. He played for Mocan this summer, who won Peach Jam. He's the uh, AAU teammate of Luke Kazuki, another uh, 2020 commit. So you can look at the numbers, you can look at the videos, and you're probably going to be a little bit underwhelmed by what you see um in numbers and, and tape but they identified the talent early um he used to go to christian brothers college high school which is also in st louis his mom died he did some moving around and so he's had this has been a, a long relationship and it's one of those ones where bruce and you know i'm sure chris lowry also went out they saw somebody really young and they they saw something raw they saw some potential in him and in, in what he does He's good at defense, too. I mean, it's not just going to come down to blocking shots. I mean, you need that guy that's going to be strong, be physical down there um, on the block and, and be able to defend a guy that's going to body you up. We've seen you know, a team like KU, for, for example, they've come in 
big guys, put them down low. West Virginia currently has a, a really big guy in Derek Culver who can bang around down on the block. K-State needs a guy that can defend that type of player. And I think that that's exactly what Davian gives them. Uh, he gives them that ability, and he can score it too. You know, he put up numbers in high school, but you mentioned it. You're not necessarily playing the, the best of the best all the time in high school, so you have to kind of find the median between low numbers at AAU and, and the big numbers at high school. But overall, it, it doesn't come down to stats. It doesn't come down to uh, video. From I mean, yes, you need to take those into account, absolutely. But this, for me, feels like it's it's another big win because it feels a it fills the the spot that you needed. You needed right. this big win. Had to have it. You had to. You couldn't go another forward and guard recruit class. But the biggest thing is it's not just a big man. It's a big man that you've wanted for quite some time. And that's one of the things I've been I have been, and I'm sure a lot of people have been very critical of Bruce Weber for recently. Is it's okay, yeah, you got a guy, but he was probably your fourth or fifth pick. Of all the big men that they recruited for this class, he was probably in the top three, I'd say. Yeah, they've settled a lot in their big man recruiting. Or they've just kind of miscalculated. We'll hope this is different. Right. Let's and hope he can get up and down the court and move in the way they need him to move. But again, you said it. They set their sights on him. They've been working him for a long time, and they wouldn't have invested that time if they, at the end of the day, thought he didn't fit what they want. And, and it's it's got the continuity. You know, he and Luke play really well together. I encourage people to go. Uh, I don't know if you're necessarily going to find him on YouTube, but I know Luke Kazuki on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, uh, he's retweeted a lot of videos from some recent uh some recent games that they've played together uh, in some some pickup stuff, and they just have a chemistry. I mean, that when you've been playing with somebody since the seventh grade, you're going to have that yeah. connection. And you know, Luke's a special scorer. We know that about him, and we know that Davian's going to work real well with them. Whether you know, no matter what they're doing, it's kind of impressive to watch them work together. So they bring in that. Obviously, Nigel Pack, the first commit of the class, has that scoring threat. Um, you know, I thought it was real interesting. When I talked to Davian, which is in a, a Q&A on the website so for VIP subscribers, he said, you know, we played Nigel and, and people don't put 25 and 30 points on Mocan. We, you know, we don't give up those kind of performances. And Nigel had, he said, you know, 25 or 30 on them. So you've got your scoring in Luke, you've got your scoring in Nigel, you've got some defense from Davian. And then, you know, Selton Miguel's a little bit of both. Um and, and kind of that in-between forward guard spot. So it's it's shaped up to be a really great class. I mean, you've filled all your holes. You've gotten great recruits. And honestly, I don't want to jump the gun because I there's still three or four uh, teams in the Big 12 that don't even have a single commit yet. So a lot is going to change. But I really think this could be a top five, maybe even a top four class in the Big 12 when it's all said and done. This is a really impressive class. Well, backing up the 2019 class with this class, it certainly looks like Bruce Weber and Chris Lowry and the coaching staff have things rolling on the recruiting trail consistently right now for the first time. They, they really, they've been up and down on recruiting, a lot of settling, a lot of reaching at times. Always been good with guards. Um, they can go identify those guys, but Bigman has been a problem. Hopefully this solves it. But K-State is one over. They had three openings. They're going to sign four guys, it appears, in the early period. 
And everyone wants to know, well, who's leaving? Well, we don't know that, do we? <laughs> the season hasn't even started yet. You know, you can just look at it almost any program, and there's attrition. Whether a young man decides to move on to find better playing time, he has academic difficulties and can't stay eligible, or the coaches just say, you know what, you don't fit our plans, well, let's help you find a new home. It happens almost every year in almost every program. So you're almost wise to sign one over, aren't you? Yeah, and you know, we last year we went through this same song and dance. We were trying to anticipate who would probably leave the program, who would open up a scholarship, things like that. And, you know, we constantly were like, okay, well, you know, James Love fits that role. Maybe Nigel Shad fits it because they hadn't been playing a lot. We didn't anticipate it being Austin Trice to leave the program. A couple years back, we didn't anticipate it being Ahmad Wainwright who would get involved in some things then have to leave the program. You never know what's going to happen. It could happen in December, like what happened with Dante Williams a few years back. It could happen in May. I mean, whenever it happens, it's going to work out just fine. If they signed three more commits in this class. It would work out somehow. I'm not saying they're going to sign three more commits, but they're going to make it work. So don't hit the panic button. Yes, they're one over the scholarship limit. Everybody's aware of that, but it's going to solve itself out in time, and um, none of these commits will will have to back off their commitment because there's no room for them. And they may not be done. We were intrigued as the week went on. It looked like they were going to get Davian Bradford on Friday. We, We were pretty sure of it. And yet, they kept recruiting a little bit. Yeah, you know, Jethro Muscaden uh, is a big man. Another one which is a little surprising to me that they're continuing to to recruit him after getting Davian and the way that things have kind of been trending with Jethro. A lot of people are starting to pick KU in the crystal balls. I've put in a crystal ball for KU after Scott Chasen, our friend over at Fog.net, did a story with him because uh, he went on a visit to KU and he, I mean, he he couldn't have said better things about KU after that visit. Um, and not to say that he didn't say nice things about K-State and Bruce Weber after his visit. He was really impressed with this, too. Um, he's, he's a very talented big man who came onto the scene late. He transferred from Sunrise and now goes to Aspire out in Louisville. And he's just straight – I mean, he's blown up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous how he's gone from – an un, he had to, we had to make a profile for him because he was so underused at Sunrise, and now he's got you know four star status and the composite ratings and um, power fives all over him. Bruce was in to see him this week along with Chris Lowry. My gut still leans towards KU, but who knows? Maybe Bruce has put in a little bit of extra work here and, and kind of swayed him. Obviously, a lot of things going on at KU. Absolutely, you can kind of use against them. So. I'm not counting K-State out by any means. Um, you know, my crystal ball is on KU just because of his comments, but I, I don't know what's going on inside the mind of a 18, 19, whatever, how old he, he is. And, he probably and, doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I don't know when a commit's coming for him, um, but it, it could probably be here in the next week or, t- week or two, maybe three weeks. And, and it's definitely one worth following because I'm sure if he wanted to come to K-State, they'd absolutely take him. I have criticized the staff at times for – spending a lot of time on players that they probably weren't going to get. They have four recruits committed now. Four. They're over their limit. If they want to spend time on swinging for the fences right now on the 2020 class and have to clear a second spot, I'm in. If they can get this guy, because he's a little bit different. Bradford is seven foot two fifty, and Muscaden is 6'10", 215, a little skinnier. Uh, maybe a little more more mobile. 
Um, and I'll be really honest. If Bill Self is all in on the guy, I, I trust Coach Self with looking at big guys. KU, Louisville, Minnesota. I mean, this is these are some good co- good coaches going after. Uh, Texas Tech as well left them out of the picture too. They're considered to be kind of probably second or third in the running right now too. So it's he's a very talented player, absolutely, and uh, and one that has surprised people just because he, you know, like I said, he didn't play much at Sunrise and, and kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Well, K-State has had some successful seasons. They did the Elite Eight. They won the Big 12 title again. They have been really clicking on the court in some ways. It looks like they might be cashing that in finally. They might finally be using that leverage to their advantage on the recruiting trail and it's good to see. It's a. It's almost a relief. I think this year was this past year, the Big Twelve Championship year was probably what you really needed. Yes, you went to the Elite Eight, but we all know the story about the Elite Eight. You know, well, Virginia went down. Oh, what would happen? I'm, and I'm sure that was probably a, a thing working against them a little bit. I don't know how much other coaches utilized that, but you wanted to show you could consistently win. You wanted to show that you literally could bring in a bunch of kids that not a lot of people wanted, Barry Brown, Dean Wade, Kamal Stokes, and you could do something special with them. That's all the, that's all the further proof that they needed was those three guys. And they just need to play their career tape and, and explain what happened, explain how they started this and, and show that, Hey, look, you can literally come in and, and help build this up and win a big 12 championship. I mean, they've done it um, and, and they can sell them on that forever. So, this has been the big one. I'm very happy to see that K-State has finally uh, cashed in on this, like you said, and, and they're really getting it going right now. Davian Bradford, seven-foot center out of St. Louis, has committed to Kansas State, a really nice pickup for Bruce Weber's basketball program. Riley Gates has coverage of the commitment free up at Go Cat, and he also has a Q&A with Davion for our VIP subscribers at Go Cat. Well, that's it for this recruiting podcast. Make sure you follow along at GoPowerCat.com for all your recruiting needs. And make sure you are subscribing so you get the best of the best from the GoPowerCat staff. 30% off your annual subscription right now at GoPowerCat. We will talk to you later. You've been listening to the PowerCat Recruiting Podcast presented by 24-7 Sports. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.